Hey everybody, welcome to your weekly hype show. Uh, this is the Thursday show on wonderful Thursday of your week. Welcome, my name's Adam Camilleri. This is Dustin Henshaw, and we're joined by the effervescent, um, was it Murder, She Wrote? What's her name? Angela Lansbury. Angela Her name wasn't Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, but that right. was the show she was on it when was I was like eight. Was I don't, she, so there's, there was a film called The, uh, the Court Jester, where she was on. Which is was done in like the fifties, and my lord, she was a babe back in the day. Uh, my mom really liked that. I grew up watching that. There's, there's your there's your hot tidbit for today. But, but we are here to well, hype you up for your tidbit. weekend's extravaganza of events. This show is here to be informative, to be educational, to be a little bit predictive and sassy, a little bit saucy, uh, but also to inform you guys about the events coming up in your weekend of forty k. The edge of the cutting meta of competitive 40k we're here to tell you all about it, hype you up and inject you with some enthusiasm for all things good uh, about our wide world of warhammer dustin you excited yeah. about this weekend it's a pretty auspicious weekend mate yeah you know what weekend that is well the week next week anyway what about this week what do you mean is there something this weekend is there something this weekend too Ooh, well so we're actually not covering any events from this weekend aghast as you may be at home that's why we i'm covering we are covering an event that is starting mid-next week, and it is the Warmaster GT, the WTC singles event. Now, what what is this, what is this, Dustin? Are you able to explain to people what it is? I am. So if you guys aren't familiar with the WTC, that is the World Team Championship. With every single country that wants to send a team and can afford it can go. This is – how many teams are this? How many countries? I think it's like 32, 26. It was a 26. lot. It was a I lot. Just, yeah, it was I a little less. Through. It was a little less than last time because of all the COVID stuff. A lot of people mm. just they, they, they weren't ready quite yet. But we still have quite a few countries coming out there. The countries they bring teams of eight and they duke it out on the world stage against each other. But the War Master GT is where they get an attempt to just play each other in the singles too, which most exactly. most countries will take as like a practice. Like okay, because yep. a lot of guys yep. that are going to this, they've never been before. And believe me, if you've never been to WDC, you do not understand how high that competitive edge is there it is so different from any meta you've been to and you just you need to be ready for it so playing as singles is amazing practice as well so first and foremost it they play up they play on the differential system as in like on the 20 nil system that you'd be used yep. to playing in many team events they play that in the singles because the purpose of the singles event is for people to get as much practice as they can on the tables they're going to be playing against the people and the caliber of player they're going to be going against in the team event in addition to getting a sense and feel for the different uh, format and environment it's it's such a cool testing pool you really see some people shine in this environment and some other people maybe struggle if they're too used to other different modes of play it's 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 a weird thing going from um playing itc singles as in like you only need to win by one point and your one point win is as good as your, your the other guy's 80 point win it doesn't matter they're the same thing mm -hmm. whereas in it in wtc uh, you want the differential you want to maximize the difference between your score and their score in order to get as close as you can to the 20 to nil or to the 19-1, the 18-2, et cetera. Yeah, and so you exactly. see people, sometimes some people shine in this environment, some people find it and struggle with it a bit more. I think it's incredible. It's one of the most unique events you will ever see in your year. And Sands may be the LVO or the LGT. This is the most per capita percentage um, culturally, culturally diverse metas that we will find in the world. Like this is, this is a true cooking pot of so many different environments. When, when else will you see Canadians playing with uh, people from Eastern Europe, people from Italy, from Greece, from the, UK, the United Kingdom, like just all in pushed in, smushed in together and seeing whose 40K is better? 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's all the metas of the world going into one single tournament, and it is amazing. It is the it is the pinnacle for me of what I love playing 40k for. It is just so much fun. You learn so much from going there. You you get put through the grinder there. It is it yeah. is an amazing event, and the people there are just amazing to play against. Uh, and as Adam mentioned too, this is Thursday, the Thursday show. We do record this live, so we want to thank all the people that are joining us in the chat too. Tamandachi Express, thank you. This show is to tell, <laughs> this show is to tell you who's going to win before it happens with 100% accuracy always. <laughs> exactly. You have that exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. Also been away for a bit. Has Adam lost weight? Did you lose weight, Adam? I'm not sure. If, no. if I have, I have. If I haven't, who cares? <laughs> just, want, just want to be healthy, guys. That's it. Just want this old rig to carry me a few more events, you know? it starts breaking down we are covering one event and one event only this week and usually you can tune in here either live or in post and watch us coverage three of the larger more interesting events of your weekend we are covering one and one only and we are going even deeper than we've ever gone before with a whole new segment attached onto the end for us to trial and see how you guys like it uh, we'll talk about that more when we get to it and at the end we have our palate cleanse our fuego questions that are going to be shot out of the cannon at dustin and i's faces by the lovely tech police dicky who is our producer jump again we're gonna tell you about the the state of the meta what you're gonna see at this i believe it's a uh, 150 players seven rounds it is 153 players seven rounds the war master gt uh from lovely michelin belgium yeah let's see who's gonna be there so quick introduce stats here the imperial super faction 23 sisters of battle Yikes. two custodes three cult mechanic three ad mech adam they call it Mechanicus every time I mess up my tongue. <laughs> one Astro Militarum, nine Grey Knights, seven Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's three Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, six Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, one Black Templar, one Imperial Fist, and one Death Watch. Chaos, there's 13,000 Suns, five mm-hmm. Death Guard, one Demon, and nine Renegade Knights. Renegade Knights actually outnumbering the Imperial Knights by two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. I like it. The Xenos, there's 17 Necrons. Europeans love their Necrons, man. They, love they, they love them, and they are good with them. Four orcs, nine tau, hive mind superfaction, eleven tyranids. Tyranids are uh, not as prominent here. Yeah, that's a lot, but not as prominent. Yep. And a gene stealer call player, out of boy. That's that's what I like. <laughs> Eldari, there's five drukari, eleven harlequins, and six suriani, which means the faction podium is sisters topping out at twenty three, necrons at seventeen, and thousand suns with thirteen mm-hmm. in third. What do you think of the the podium there? I think. Sisters and Necrons are two of, if not the two best team differential lists in the game. So they're the two best. Me. They're the two best scoring factions in yeah. the game. Like it's very hard to to hear any arguments against that statement. They will score an average points of just just above and beyond any other player, opponent's average average points. Yeah, exactly. And the the, the the pressures on the opponent to make sure that score doesn't occur. It's it's kind of nuts just how much board pressure they can put on you. Um, 23 sisters that's a lot that's a lot. that's a hell of a lot <laughs> just just quietly putting it out there what what is that percentage wise of 150 23 uh and, 25 and is to, 25 of 125 percent so it's just a little bit less than that then maybe mm-hmm. maybe 18 percent ish yep now see this is so uh, the the meta of the singles the warmaster singles is mostly people who are playing in the teams so i did consider putting in the space marines as one um and but then i was like oh but then they'll just be number one on the podium they're not they don't they, no. like, they they make third on the space the space marine super faction which we kind of just made up for this show because it's an interesting breakdown 
doesn't even get second place on, on this uh, faction podium. Kind of crazy. And then it's crazy that there's more Necrons than all Space Marines put together. And there's there's a heap more sisters than all Space Marines put together. When would mm-hmm. we have ever seen that ever before? Um, uh, yeah. not, not this edition, that's for sure. Or- no, not this edition. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Any other time? I can't even think of another time that that would really happen. <laughs> no, never. I don't think it's ever happened before. It, it, yeah. was such, it was such a cool thing for me to point out. Um, no real surprise in which um, Space Marine uh, sub-faction made the number one there, the Blood Angels being number one. Uh, they, mm-hmm. w- once again, for the same reasons as the Sisters and Necrons, they're the biggest differential getter on the yeah, 20 nil exactly. system. They're like, when they lose, they unfortunately tend to lose pretty big, but their wins are gigantic. They're oppressively yeah. potent when they're, they're coming at you. Um, anything else here stand out to you as a bit of a, an aberration? I know you did mention the Renegade Knights to Imperial Knights difference. What do you make of that? Uh, it's not a big difference. It's, it's only two. So I think that's like overall, that's pretty... It's literally one player playing Chaos Knights instead of Imperial Knights. So it's not actually that big of a difference. So I think it's actually pretty even that way. And it, it makes sense because both of them have different uh, different plays into the 20 system. If I had to venture a guess which one's better at getting 20 between the two of them, I think Renegade Knights have a bit better uh, uh, option to do that. Renegade Knights, when they win, will have a bigger differential. Yeah, because exactly. by the, the way, the way they're winning is is oppressive. Like like the Blood Angels, exactly. It's a pressure, yeah. it's a pressure system. They're exactly. applying pressure to your score. Whereas like, the I, Imperials are very happy to sit on their side of the board and rack yeah, up a nice that's, baseline. That's what, that's what I was gonna say. Too. Yeah. Like the Imperial Knights, they're more like they'll they'll win more of their games, but their yeah. wins won't be as big on average as like, the Chaos Knights. When we talk about it in the traffic light system, we're like, there's many, there's way more greens and reds for Renegade Knights, and there's a crap load more yellows for Imperial Knights. Like, so Imperial Knights are very, are very happy to be in that middle band of like, we're gonna get, we're somewhere, we're somewhere even Stevens with this opponent, but they're not gonna blow us out. We're not gonna blow them out. Whereas the Renegade Knights can be seen to be a win big, big uh, proposition for a lot of people. Exactly. Which yep. then it comes down to player skill. What do you make of the T Suns, man? Tisa doesn't surprise me either because they are a good teamless. I feel like they're they're the, they're almost like the new Dark Angels. I feel like they're a hundred percent agree. That's like, exactly what yeah, I was going to say. Exactly, like they. I, I feel like they're the defender list. Like we will get points. We won't win or mm. lose big, but we will take one of your big scores out of the equation. Every yeah. every person's eight pack. Uh, WTC team, they need their they need their attackers. Okay, cool. Who are the who are the best couple of attackers? And then you have to go. Well, who are the best couple of defenders? And T Sun one hundred percent is one of one of if not one of the best defender, I believe, yeah, um, in the sure. game. So therefore, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Durable scores points, doesn't have to engage with you, but can if they need to. So they have a lot of options there. Just it just makes sense. exactly right. Uh, some other little aberration aberrations here. Um, Harlequin's at eleven over and above Asuriani. So I don't know if if, if people quite know how the WTC works, but you can only take a codex once. You get one of each codex. So and that means you only get one of either Asuriani or Harlequins, or you can make one Eldari, Supi, you know, fun pile. Um, but when you take Harlequins, that means you're not taking Asuriani. And I would have thought we would see either 50-50 or Asuriani a little bit more than Harlequins. But seeing Harlequins almost double Asuriani, that's very interesting. I feel like the Harlequins now with some of their secondaries too, I feel like they actually are better at scoring than the Syriani are now. I agree with that, but they don't, they, it's, it's, it, it's an interesting difference. I feel like um, the Harlequins are almost a defender because of how much score they'll put on you. Yeah. But they'll give up a lot of points in the journey. 
Like they'll give up, they'll give up Kilmore, they'll give up Grind, they'll give up some bring it downs, whatnot. I've I've seen some Harlequin lists that have nine Star Weavers in it, like nine, um, like nine troop in nine five mans in nine Star Weavers. Take it, like they're taking yeah, a battalion and a patrol of like. Yeah, that's that, that's fine. I mean, it's like, whole that's, list. that's all you that's all you need. It's <laughs> the whole list. Yeah, it your tools. Doesn't it doesn't yeah. give up anything but grind really? No, and it's not that. Uh, well, it does have some finesse in what you can do to your opponent. Um, it doesn't have like the the crazy oh no I effed up playing Halo Doom and I lost the game kind of effect. Yeah. Well, um, the difference with the Eldari or sorry Suriani specifically right now because they lost their fire and fade and it's not as reliable to do it with just the battle focus. Like it's when you're using a Halo Doom list, which is still probably the best. Yep. Like the best way to play a Suriani, yeah. right? But if you're playing that Halo Doom list, it means that when you start committing to kill stuff, you are committing to being killed too. Yes, exactly right. Um, and in addition, I don't know if you've seen WTC boards, but the fact that uh, the Halo Doom list lost the Ignore's cover, and I'm going to tell you there is a godload level of cover on some yeah. WTC tables. <clears throat> yeah. If you just rock up and you're like, well, the whole, I'm playing against Sisters, and their whole army is in cover with, with freaking uh, Armor of Contempt. Guess my army doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah, like you, you look at that. It's like, oh, they're all T threes. Like, yeah, but they all have a two up save. So. They all have a two up. Oh, cool. I got a rend. Now they have a three up save because cover takes off one. Oh, um, you need two rend, really? Yes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's really rough. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about some of the top players in attendance because we're only covering one single event. I've pulled out five lists for your viewing pleasure, and of course, I pulled out. Um, some of the top players in attendance and the top players in the ITC rankings. There is one gentleman in the top 10 playing in the singles. Um, next week is going to be really interesting. Next week, we're going to be doing this exact same show, but we're, the whole show is going to be dedicated to just covering the WTC, like the inter-country, international championship. Uh, so we're going to be going through and talking about you know different APACs and what archetypes, and then we're going to talk about some matchups, as in country nation versus nation matchups. First top player in attendance from the ITC is Inez Wilson, currently ranked sixth in the world. He's the captain of the national team for Scotland. He's playing Tyranids. He's playing High Fleet Leviathan. Starts off with the battalion. He's got a Flyerant, a Neurothrope, and a Broodlord for each HQs. He has 10 Gargoyles, 2 by 9 Warriors, which I think personally think is the correct amount if you're going all in for the team the team-sized yep. um, list. Three Zolanthropes, three Venomthropes, three Tyrant Guard, and he is still taking two Harpies, which I know he swears by and he adores. What do you make of this? It seems pretty lean. It seems like it's got two big units of Warriors and then some bits and pieces. It is very lean. and He looks like he's added a, the Broodlord and maybe a few Warriors because he used to have uh, the Tyrannosite with Pyrovores. It looks like he's gone away from that now. Just go back to the Harpies and the standard three Zolanthropes, yep. three Venomthropes, three Tyrant Guard. I love the 10 Gargoyles. I don't know why more people in NIDs don't use them. I, I feel like they're an amazing, they're amazing. tech piece. They're, they're such a good tech piece. Like, like you said, the 2 by 9 Warriors, that is the correct number for sure, especially in Leviathan. Yeah. Then obviously, you have, the flare, you have the Neurothrope. The Broodlord I've seen more of lately. So do you understand what the Broodlord is there for? I'm pretty sure that's the one that gives light cover. As the yes, good but he's there to do your psychic secondaries. Yes. The, you, got to, you need to have your Onslaught and your Catalyst being cast every turn. So that's a minimum of two cast. Your flyer it doesn't doesn't or can't always be dedicated to go and doing a psychic secondary or your neurothrope, who's your buffer or debuffer. So you need a you needed a third. They needed a third psyker, and they're like, well, which one has the most upside, and which one has a decent um, synaptic link? They're like the broodlord makes the cut now, and I'm I'm here for it. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, question in the chat there: Do the players play their tournament list in the singles, or are they playing something else? So they don't give up any second any secrets or tech. That. 
varies player to player. You don't have to use it. Yeah. It's entirely up to the player. It's entirely up to the player or the nation. Um, In Australia, we played the singles in 2019, and we learned some lessons from that because we had a lot of spicy tech and lists that were and faction specialists that were playing factions that was very specific to the Australian meta. And by playing those in the singles, we all got scouted and we feel like it hurt us more than it helped us. And so now we're like, if we think we've got a, a faction specialist on a list that no one else has seen, they can play the singles, but they can't play that list. And really? I've got an example of that. I've got an example of that coming up. Um, I know the English team is just not allowed. And the American teams are just not allowed to play singles. They just, they're just not allowed to. Like they'll play some practice games on some empty tables and, and whatnot, possibly to get to get get in touch for the terrain and the missions. But certain nations just put you under the kibosh of playing the singles. Um, and other nations say, you know, you can play, but don't take this and this and this out of your list, or you know, change it by two or three hundred points. It really is quite interesting to see how seriously some players, some nations take it, and some nations don't. Um, and I love it. I love unpacking how people uh, approach this event differently. Oh yeah, they all approach it differently for sure. I think because they all had different idea, but they all have different metas too. Like you were saying, so if you go into a singles event with a a list built for your meta, you find out what the actual meta at the WTC is like. So I'm curious, and like you actually think that you got scared and that hurt you having those faction specialists using that list in the singles before so, going to the teams. Psycholo- 100% psychologically, it hurt us. So a guy, a guy um, the best player in Australia for 2019, probably for many years before, his name's Eric Lathuris. He was playing the the Gaunt Carpet. Like yep. the Gort carpet. No one else in the world could make this thing work, but he went undefeated with it for nine freaking months, essentially. Um, he took that and played in the singles. Sean freaking Naden, the captain of Team America, came and just sat at his table for two hours and watched him play because no one else understood it. And then Sean walked away understanding why that list works. Okay, and that's pretty clear, Scout. <laughs> yes, we didn't play America that year, but we're like, oh my God, if we did, that would have hurt us badly. We can't let that happen. Um, so when the captain of another nation comes and just just watches you play for like hours and just just analyzing the, like Sean Nate just looming over your table, Eric's like, "This is bad. This is uh, should I just scoop now? This is oh my god, just going down the drain." You know, psychologically yeah, okay. it hurt us and it could have hurt us. You know, that, that that's my best example. Okay, that I have no, for, I, for why I, these I, things can happen. I can see that too. So, but you're talking about like very specific faction faction specialist list with lists yeah. that you do not see normally. So exactly if somebody right. goes and like, let's we'll say like. A standard G-Sealer call list. It's not going to be like somebody sit down like, oh, I wonder exactly. if I play this. Like, I know how G-Sealer yeah. call play, but... <laughs> You're playing Bloody Rose, yeah? No one cares. Yeah, no Good one luck. cares. Yes. All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. When you're playing really obscure stuff and you're a faction expert in your meta, you don't want to give away the goodness. You don't want to okay. give away what makes that army tick. I've got an example um, below where uh, an okay. Australian, another Australian gentleman, his name's Liam Hackett. He's one of the best players in Australia by far. He's an absolute savant and a gentleman, an actual doctor as well. No, whatever. Uh, uh, he's playing Necrons for the singles and for the teams, but his Necrons, his singles list and his teams list are very different, very different. And we'll unpack that later for you. Um, next, top player in attendance. This is Liam VSL. He has um, been coined as one of the WTC Team Belgian Wonder Kids. Um, so this was pointed out to me by the lovely Neil Kerr. I, I texted Neil Kerr and said, Oi, who are some amazing Euro players that I may not have heard of that we want to highlight? So during the during the dark days of COVID, um, there are some people who jumped on TTS and got good. Just just like either that or they started playing TTS and realized in a love or an affinity for competitive 40k. This gentleman, Liam uh, VSL, is one of those gentlemen. He's called the Wonder Kid because he's one of the very few people who've had extreme levels of success on TTS and have translated that directly into straight uh, regular 40k. He's playing Harlequins. He has a light Sadith. Now this is this is the list I was telling you about before, mate. 
Uh, it's got a battalion and a patrol. He's got a Shadow Seer, a Troop Master, six units of five troop, two by two Skyweavers, a Death oh, Jester. Oh, not all that is then. You lied to six, me. Six Skyweavers. He's got a patrol with another Shadow Seer, three by five troop, and another three Starweavers. So essentially, six tro- nine troop and, and, and characters in Starweavers, plus two by two Skyweavers. This is a pretty tidy package. Yeah, it has all the tools. Yeah. The Harlequins. See, the, the downside about playing Harlequins, and the good thing about playing Harlequins too, is that there's not going to be that many things you can do differently. Like you might be able to like mass void weavers or something, or mass covers really want exactly. to. But generally speaking, you're taking a Shadow Seer at least one, maybe two. You might take a Troop Master. Don't have to, but you can. Yeah. And you're going to take troops and Star Weavers. Like, Correct. That's, that's just what you're going to have. <laughs> Ubiquitous. Absolutely. Yeah. What you can have. It's funny that there are some parallels. You, you've seen the Dark Angels list that are knocking about at the moment with all the speeders and the planes. Yeah. And everything moves a bajillion inches and you just get angles on you no matter what you're doing. I feel like Harlequins can play that same style, right? Like you talk about the you talk about the um the storm speeder thunder strikes that I love and I use judiciously, those those speeders that always always hit on twos and stuff. There's quite a few comparisons that can be made between that unit and a void weaver. And Void Weaver moves a bajillion inches to it's get true. angles and do all this crazy stuff. And in addition, you've got the boats, you've got bikes, Dark Angels got bikes. So maybe there, maybe down the road, there is a, we come back around to a light state of Void Weaver-esque build. Um, but right now, this is the way to go, especially for the differential. Mm-hmm. This list guarantees like 60 points just on the bottom. Like, I will never get blown out. I'm just going to get 60 points. If you get more than that, cool. Let's see what the difference is. I think it's a great list. Yeah, it's 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 Harlequins. I mean, it's hard to make a bad Harlequins list. If you're a good Harlequin player, you're scary. You're just scary. Mm. Like they're Man. very hard to play against against uh, like competent uh, Harlequin players. Uh, the chat helping the chat. Tamagotchi Express just asked: any weapons on those troops, or they just obsec? Um, I believe there is two fusions on just about every one of them, and then there's a mixture. Some have nothing. Some have some weapons. Um, he's got some that, of course, are easily just going to be going out first turn trading units. Don't bother putting anything on them. They're just going to get blown mm. up and dead. Um, and then he's got some that are there to obviously do some heavy lifting. Um, and then Sassneg Sass- uh, is helping him out, saying this is the usual lineup that you take. So keep helping See, each other, chat. We love chat his. helping chat. This is what we want, guys. We love it. It's it's just a beautiful snake eating its own butt. You know, just just fantastic. Thank you, chat. What? <laughs> <laughs> next next top player in attendance. This is what joke. Shush! It was funny. Move on. Um, Jokul Johansson. Uh, WTC Team Iceland. He's playing Asuriani, um, Hail of Doom. He has a patrol and an outrider. He's got a Warlock Skyrunner, a Farsia, 2x5 Rangers, 2x10 Dire Avengers, 2x6 Windriders. His outrider consists of three Warlock Skyrunners, another Farsia Skyrunner, nine Dire Avengers, five Howling Banshees, two units of three Shining Spears, two units of nine Swooping Hawks, a Viper, and another unit of six Windriders. So that is your three units of Dire Avengers, Three units of wind riders, some MSU bits and pieces in the in the in the shining spears, uh, the viper and the howling banshees, and then still two units of nine hawks. Like this is a lot of stuff, and it is a lot of potency. What do you make of it, mate? It is a little bit more what I'm used to seeing from the old style Halo Doom list. I think it, it, it kind of reminds me what they used to be with the uh, ignore cover. I do like the addition of the shining spears, though. I like the fast the fast yeah. melee and a little yeah. bit of like even and, strong shooting. And with all the terrain at WTC, you need to go and dig exactly. some stuff out. You just need yeah. to be able to do it. Yeah, I, I like that. I like I like the mass wind riders. I like the mass swooping hawks. Like, this, like I said, this looks more like it, it, the Assyriani list of old. When I say yep. of old, I mean like three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but I like I like the style a lot better. I it makes sense to me. It has all the hail of doom that you want, and I, I love the addition of the shining spears. And I I still I don't know why more people aren't still bringing Swooping Hawks. I think they're still great. I like this well, a lot. See, I'm 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 in and out of love with Swooping Hawks. In teams, when you know you can pair away from, you know, there's a good chance if you want to lean away from armor of contempt killing options, meaning like, you know, oh cool, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play into more mirror matches, I'm gonna play into more of, you know, maybe Tyranids, etc. etc. Three units of sweeping hawks can actually just smash those games to bits. Like absolutely to bits. Um but armor of contempt makes that stuff feel really bad. And the density of of terrain yeah, makes them feel pretty bad. I, I get that, but it's their mobility and the fact that they can move like deep, basically deep strike after they shoot. Like they, they'll get yeah. you points. Even in those ma- in those matchups, they're not doing damage. They'll do your actions and still get your points. I feel well, like that's what I mean. Like yeah, one one or two squads is never going to be a bad idea, right? Like one yeah, or two exactly. squads, you're never going to be like, oh no, this is useless. It's it's a thing that just just does what it does for five turns of the game. You can't yeah, put exactly. a price on that. Like, yeah. Two two nine mans might be a little overkill. Like two six mans probably all you need, but hell. Good, <laughs> yeah. See, um, I really like that list. I think that list is even a good singles archetype. I mean, this is a singles event, but I'm, I'm, I think Jokal is playing the same list for the teams. Like, this is an exact uh, carbon copy. And yeah, if anybody wants an idea of what a really, really good and tuned Halo Doom list is, that's a great place to start. Um, the only difference no, is whether or not you take there it is. There it is. There, I'm now pointing at it, huh? I'm just making sure I'm pointing at the actual <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that way. No, it's, uh, I was pointing at the camera. You're not the list, that's the list, yeah. Okay. Um, next if you're up, live, have... you know what was going on right now. If you listen to it afterwards, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> next up, we have uh, Raphael Jaffre, um, a WTC Team France. He is a past WTC singles winner, so he has won this event in the past. He's playing Tau Empire, and he's playing the Tau Sept. This is a very, very good all-rounder list. Um, he's got a patrol. He's got a Crisis Commander with Arnvar, who we're starting to see pop up a lot more. Oh, wow. um, 10, 10 Kroot. Two units of five crisis suits, four crude hands, six Vespid. I mean, oh yeah, six Vespid and a hammerhead. And then he has his second patrol, another crisis, second hammerhead, ten crude, four crude hounds, another six Vespid. So that's two commanders, two crisis teams, two hammerheads, two Vespid. He just likes two, two of the good units. So did most of the players basically just say, oh, you're going to increase the points on crisis. It's fine. I'll only take two squads of five now and get rid of the drone. Exactly. Is that all that happened? Two, yeah. Two, That's what it looks like. <laughs> everyone, either everyone, everyone dropped around about five guys, whether that means you take like three by three um, crisis teams rather than two fives or one five, two threes or some bodyguards or whatnot. It seems to be around about the nine to 11 crisis suits is what we're seeing. And then they've, they've replaced that with uh, at least a minimum one. Two hamheads. I personally see two hamheads is the right number. I don't like seeing three. I definitely do not like four. If you're playing a really hard team skew, f- go for it. See, just 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 terrify the crap out of night players. Just be like, <laughs> auto auto win, baby. Uh, if you you playing against knights. Um, see, apart from that, you, I think you, all- you think that's the case, but Tau can still miss. Trust me, I know. We it's true. We, it's true. we actually managed to pair our Tau with four hammerheads into a knight list in the first round of the last team tournament we went to, and he got beat up because he whipped. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a thing, yeah. Their business skill is that good. You still, you still need happen. some support. You still need a couple of marker lights. You still need some bits of pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, long strike should it miss, right? He should, twos, but he, he did. With a re-roll, and then wins on twos. Like, he should he be should. fine. Uh, he's a punk. Um, I like this list. It's got all the right things in it. The Vespid is the one that gets me. I think the Vespid is in here to make sure he has a good R&D game. 
as a as a fallback secondary in addition to having can play and engage in all fronts in a pinch uh but they're also they're not a bad unit i i i'm surprised we don't see Vespa more often they're a spicy spicy unit that can do some really cool stuff i think they're great yeah I, mm. you know what i think one of the reasons you don't see a lot of Vespa is that not everybody has those models yeah i think they're harder yeah. to find i don't think i've ever actually seen one in person to be honest i have i've seen i've seen it's actually quite a lot in australia of For course the, there is in australia we love our bugs really okay sorry bugs. i haven't seen a real Vespid. I've oh. seen conversions. Oh, I've no, seen yeah, a real. Yeah, yeah. I've real seen a lot of ones with like those look like gargoyle wings. That's not a yes. Vespid. That's fair. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, this is a really good list. And if anybody wants a good place to start with a Tau Empire or Comers list, this is fantastic. It's got all the components that you'd want. Um, last list that we'll be discussing for the WTC singles is our man, the legend, Rickard Nilsson. He's playing for WTC Team Sweden. He's playing Colt Mechanicus, Lucian, Lucius, Skatari Veteran Cohort Single Battalion. Give you one guess what the HQs are. Uh, Dominus Manipulus Marshall. Correct. It's always the same. No, no variation I mean, shall, shall be had. I I wanted I wanted to because you were asking me I wanted to say a named character, <laughs> but I was like nah. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, then he's got uh, two units of twenty vanguard. Sorry, two units of twenty rangers and one unit of twenty vanguard, and then three units of five vanguard. So he's taking a lot of bodies. He's got one unit of seven rust orcas. So that's his only counter assault. Um, two units of four Bellastari and three Cerberus Raiders. I can tell you this is exactly the list that he's taking for the team's event also. 60 bodies, 60 Ranger bodies that are Lucius, that have the veteran cohort goodness for the extra invuln. It's a lot to chew through. Um, only The only criticism I would have is that I'd wish it had another unit of either Rust Orcus or Infiltrate. It's just another counter-assault unit. Because I look at this list and I'm like, if I'm, on, if I'm on dense terrain, I can just push. I can just push on this army and there's not much um, they can do to stop me from you know, kind of bullying the mid-board. Um, but this is ex- uh, the. I don't think people are ready for how much better the Admex shooting got from just getting core back on the Ballastari. I I think this list. I, I think uh, actually I have the, I have the only same criticism you do. I think it just doesn't have enough uh, anti melee like a- counter counter assault because mm. it's going to be a defensive list because it has a lot of good shooting and a lot of good durability. The Rangers, the Ballast, those Ballastari, man, they they just. Oh. Still- <laughs> They're so scary again. Two, but two only, by four gives me nightmares. Yeah, straight up gives me nightmares. Only yeah. only one squad of rust stalkers though, being your only counter assault. Really, it's like wait three by five vanguard. Those are those are infiltrators then, or are they three by five vanguard? They're three by five vanguard. So oh, three big blocks of twenty, and then three units of five. So it is. It's only it, it's literally only the seven rust stalkers is the counter assault then. Correct. That's yeah. a little scary. Like, it's a little scary. It just means that. So when I see a list like this, I, it makes me think we've got a, a very competent general who thinks um, it's worth it. The the amount of damage and the amount of bodies he's getting in the exchange for the loss of counter assault is worth it, and that his captain, whoever's doing the pairings, has enough confidence to keep him away mm-hmm. from things, say like sisters, that will just po- posture up and then just send in bombs that you can't really respond to. So. I still think this is a very good list. Ricardo is, is a phenomenal general as well. He's going to do very well. Yeah, oh, it's, it's still a great list. It just and it because you're it, it's the same list he's going to be using. It's going to be mostly practice anyway. So maybe yeah, exactly see how he does exactly. into like a into a melee list. Maybe he, maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he, he's got a plan, or maybe he wants to test that plan out so he can go yep. into the team event and say, you know what, I actually can <laughs> handle this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Admech flies again. Would you? No, absolutely not. Yeah, Har- I think if harpies are still a thing. 
Admech flyers will probably still be a thing. And I've seen a lot of dark Eldar flyers start fl flying around too. Exactly right. The Eldar are starting to take more flyers. The Harpies just never went yep. away. Uh, d some Space Marines are starting to bring flyers. I mean, Dark Angels in particular. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like we could see the Admech flyers come back also. Like, we could have a little flyer meta, of course, with the cap of only two per army. Thank God. I remember 2019, yeah? Last round at the WTC, I play against um, the Eldar player from Team um, England. And he's got nine flyers. Just nine. Just just nine flyers. Freaking toxic. It's just absolutely toxic. Anyway, that's their five pack of singles list we wanted to pull out for you and for view your viewing pleasure. Next up, we have a brand new segment. So, what? But we are going to take. Before we go to this brand new segment, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break from uh, hear from our sponsors because we are obviously a part of the Frontline Gaming Network. Adam, you look are you trying to say something or are you just doing yoga right no, now? No, 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 no. I'm I'm sitting Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, frontline gaming mats are custom made one at a time, printed with high quality ink. Our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming. Champions of Tabletop. Thank you to Frontline Gaming, the namesake of our network, for the wonderful advertising. Hopefully you guys buy some Frontline Gaming stuff. Please support them as they support us. And we're going to jump into that brand new segment I was telling you guys about. So we are lucky enough to have the round one pairings for the WTC. And to extrapolate upon that, we have pulled out three spicy round one matchups to unpack with you guys. You know, from different nations, people from different nations playing each other, possibly for the first time, most likely for the first time ever, right? More likely than not, this is the first time. More likely, these yeah. Two players, yeah, these two players have ever played each other. Which makes um, it even more exciting, right? That's what the Exactly. Whole... We're going to see the mixing pot of metas and builds and styles of play. And yeah, there's a brand new segment. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. We're very much open to feedback because I, I didn't quite do this on the fly. It's something I've always wanted to do when we do have the round one pairings, but we don't really have time to do it when we're covering three events so yeah let's jump into that first one you want to unpack the matchup for us brother do we go over the list i can do that oh. so what well, oh resize resize, <laughs> resize. oh wait for everybody that's live to be able to see that right okay so the first round pairing we had that uh adam decided to pull out would be liam hackett from team australia against Gwillem. oh so i'm sorry man Gwillem. do so do so soy do so oh it feels. I'm, I'm so, gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Just so you guys Sorry. know, it feels so good that I got to make somebody else do. This. I I realized what you Thank did 
when it, like after it was too late and I was already committed to it. So, but Grillum uh, of uh, WCT Belgium. So it is Necrons sisters. That's Necrons expansion conquerors standard against uh, Bloody Rose, also standard. So the Necron list from Liam is going to be the Silent King, and then a battalion mm-hmm. with two Crypto Thralls, Catacomb Command Barge, a Technomancer, four by ten warriors, six yep. Locust Destroyers, and four Ghost Arcs. That's a warrior list with ghost arcs. I like yep. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is I'm, good at scoring. Like this really is not, good at scoring. Yeah, this is not his team's list. He has fundamentally. I think the only the only only comparison to this is his team's list. I think they're both battalions, or it's, he's got a supreme command and an outrider for his team's list. Um, but fundamentally different. This is a scoring machine list. It's built to do. Um, there's a code of combat, the one where um, the nobles get kills, um, whatever it's called. I miss. I called it the wrong thing last episode too. The one where the nobles get code of code of conduct, code of combat. I don't know. Whatever. Code of combat. It's a thing. The nobles get con- kills. Yeah, that's it. Co- <laughs> 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 the, the Silent King does probably have that. You want to sign up to the Silent King di- dynasty? He's got he like a code this of conduct, big thing sure. of code of conduct. Um, but yeah, it's built to just do all the amazing Necron secondaries in addition to that one. That one in particular. Just pop off kills here and there. Um, his opponent's list, the sister's list, this is another one of the Belgium super kids. So, so they were sold to me by Neil Kerr. Um, he's got a battalion, of course, it's Bloody Rose. Uh, he's got a Canonist, Morven of Ireland, Celestine. Three by five battle sisters, five Celest- Celestians. Um, eight, seven, five Repentia, a Dogmata. Eight, six, five Zephyrim. Tunis and nine retributors and a rhino. So pretty conventional, larger units of retributors and very specifically numbered, specifically sized units of combat efficiencies with the uh, the Repentia and the Zephyrim. Um, it looks to me like somebody's confident with their list because they're willing to take those, you know, they're not all sixes or all sevens or all eights. They're, they're built for purpose. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how this one goes. What do you make of it, mate? In terms of the matchup, right here, list, list to list, I actually feel like the sisters have the advantage. However, I know how good Liam is, mm-hmm. and this list can play really well too. But these are both armies that just score points, and Correct. I just think that the sisters list here has more ability to stop the Necrons from scoring than the Necrons, than the Necrons have, have yeah. to stop them. Yeah. yeah, I wish Liam's list had one punchy million, like one unit of scorepex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose the, the like the Silent King and the CCB both kind of function in that role. Because my yeah. issue is like if the Repentia go in. And you can't shoot them dead for whatever reason. How do you get rid of them? Yeah, like Silent King goes in, and sure, Silent King will go in and, and kill them with the fly slash. They fight on death, and they take a pound of flesh. You can't afford to do that twice. Like you can't afford to do it two or three times. No, you 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 want to shoot them with warriors. So they're ghosts. Exactly arcs. right. Yeah, you want to shred them with warriors. But and they should. In order they to, really should. In order to do that, you're going to have to sacrifice something because the repentance aren't coming out unless they're killing something worthwhile. Probably no, that's true. Actually, what are they even fighting? Like, they, they don't like the locust probably because the ghost arcs you probably want to fight with the zephyrs so you get the reroll wounds right and ignore exactly the... yeah oh no the because the the the, uh, the repentia don't care about it because they're wounding on the same amount anyway with the toughness so you know what yeah. all that stuff is just has a good profile for it so it's just all good it's yeah. it's really going to be about I think it's going to be about how Liam doesn't let the retributors pop all yeah. the it, it, if he if he's able to just get make get the red red bait the retributors out with one boat the reason so like they do the boats do the ghost arcs have to tr- have transhuman from quantum shielding and they have a cp strat for a four plus involved they have the chance to not die to retributors like yeah they have a legitimate i tell you right now die. those retributors should be targeting the silent king 100 percent, 100 percent. and liam should not let that happen he should be back of the board exactly. pushing playing with all playing all the pieces 
Silent King plays a shooting game for probably the first three turns, maybe commits turn four or turn five, do a bit of mop-up. Because um, what you really want to do, I mean, every time the Silent King shoots, it should be getting you three points on Code of Combat, right? Yeah, against in, at in least three, matchup, if not six. <laughs> yeah, in this matchup, 100% every time it shoots. And same with the, the CCB. Like, the CCB actually has good shooting versus system. So mm. plan to max that, and then just play a three-objective game and get and, and max. I can't remember which one you max by playing three objectives. Is it machines or is it treasures? One of those. It's really good. Um, and then, yeah, play banners maybe. Put up put up banners with your, you know, jump a unit out, put out banners, put another unit in, send out an empty ghost arc to contest an objective, etc., etc. Yeah. Um that kind of stuff feels pretty good. I actually quietly really like Liam's list. It's going to be good where it's good. It's going to be rough to kill them some things. Like there are some matchups where it just doesn't kill anything. Yep. Um, like I wonder how it goes versus T-Suns in particular. Yeah, well, the thing he's relying on, he's relying on fast obsec. I'm going to deny mm-hmm. your primary because I have ghost arcs that are obsec. <laughs> correct. Yeah, correct. Um, the sisters list is just a conventionally very good, very well-built sisters list. I... I'm starting to not like seeing Celestine and Valo in the same list. Really? I want as many trading pieces as I can. Um, and for WTC, I actually like Celestine more. The six inch, Wow! Yeah, the 6-inch heroic intervention. The fact that in the, in the WTC pack, she doesn't give up a, a big score on Assassinate. She only gives up three points. Um, and yeah, the reach she has, the ability to just reach out and, and res and die and come back and, and yeah. She's very, she's very good. And See, in, in, on, on dense tables, you don't get to shoot that much, a, a la the Morven Vile buff on the Retributors isn't as impactful. I, I, I get what you're saying, too, and I, I guess you're coming from. I still think both is actually... Morven Vile is so, so good. Just, <laughs> and you can throw her... If, you, if she doesn't get any like, firing lanes, you can run her up there, too. She doesn't care. She will fight stand on objectives combat like that, that's true. fine yeah that's true because you have to put so much into her to deal with her it's ridiculous and you could roll hot on her and she just won't die or you could you know it's have true. miracle dice mm. anyway which I, i'm of course back in the aussie liam liam's got this hands down yeah of course it wasn't up for debate you know and Dora, you're gonna get your chance to do that in the next one are you gonna go you want to go against do you want to go to the sisters uh I'm, yeah i i could just simply because i think the sisters list has the advantage I, I think match I think I think list on list assistance has the advantage for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, jumping down to our next one. Give us the rundown. The next one we have very own Ridvin Scari Martinez from Team Canada playing his Drukari Province Flesh versus David Becker's some legend. What? what he wasn't legend? from a team. I couldn't he find wasn't his from name a team. Oh, team. just a local. It's just local, just some legend. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He might be Knights. playing for a team, and I did, I missed it. So apologies if he is playing Knights Renegades House Herbatrax. I think so. Yeah, Scary playing his list that he's been kind of uh, toying with, manipulating for the last couple of months as he's been playing all the team events. So it is a single battalion Homunculus Drazar, three by five racks, two by ten racks, ten Homoxites, two by five Incubi, three by five Grotesques, five Mandrakes, two by one Halos, then three Raiders. That's Drakari list. Really unique and interesting. And it is this, it is quarters of quarters of the homunculi as well. So it's the army of renown. It's a very grindy list. It yes. uh, doesn't get massive differentials, but it never, like I said, it never gets blown yep. out of the water. It and is, it can surprise you. They can, it absolutely yeah. can surprise you. And I'm, I'm near positive that's his exact list in the teams as well. So it's he's more and it's it, because it's a grindy list, and it's a list that you don't 
lose or win big with, it's the perfect list to bring to this because exactly it's great practice. Exactly right. It's good, amazing practice. Um, he's playing against yeah, like we said, a house Herpetrax, um, Renegade Knights build. It is super heavy detachment. He's got a single Rampager who I believe is chilled up to the nines. Then he's got yeah. six Carnivores. That's the double melee knights, and then five Stalkers in a unit of three and a unit of two. The Stalkers uh, are the ones that come with the Chain Cannon and the Slaughter Claw. So they're the, they're, this is this is full melee. This is full Yeet melee. And, and the reason, one of the reasons I pulled this out, firstly, it's a Canadian lad. We've got Canadians on the show. Wanted to, wanted to do it justice. A Canadian um, on the show, <laughs> but it's well, you know, I, we have a Aussie on the show, and I got and a Aussie producer now, that's so. Canadian too. Actually, yeah. we outnumber exactly, you guys. exactly. It's like 50 percent Canadian. Um, this is a very heavy melee centric um, knights build, and I, I actually thought it's going to be quite a spicy matchup for the coteries. What do you make of it? So I've seen like he's practiced into the knights because knights are a rough matchup everywhere. For him. Yeah, they, they they are they are rough for him. The the leadership shenanigans hurt a lot, but because he's gotten so much practice into it, and it's scary. I know, I know him. He's ready. He knows how to play against it now. He, I, I was there the first time he played against it and got beat up and had the, the what was it called? The, the, the oh my god moment of yeah, the aha moment. Thank you. That's what it is. The aha moment of now I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I see so the list changed. Just, just a little bit, like you know, three, four hundred points changed. Like, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> Already. <laughs> well, so he's killing. He's the issue with the Renegade Knights matchup is when you're an all melee army like this one is. Essentially, it has two Talos and three Raiders. Uh, the extent of its shooting. Apart from that, it's like whips in combat yep. and and just punching him. Um, it just leaves you exposed to every debuff that the Renegade mm-hmm. Knights can expose you to. Um, I suppose he could, he could be very happy he didn't bring twenty men. Rack units because if you brought the 20s and yep. they get shut down, that's oh, such an oof that hurts. Which he was doing before, and then he played some Renegade Knights, like, nope, mm-hmm. not doing this. Yeah, ex- <laughs> dude, exactly. That's what I saw. I'm like, well, it's a good thing he doesn't have the 20s, but the bad thing is the killer, his killing ability is literally do the do the grotesques land pretty much, do the incubi and the grotesques each get to pick up a war dog essentially. Yeah, um, because if he gets out traded on those merely assets, he's gonna lose the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's different about this matchup is it's very rare to see the Rampager. Usually you see the Desecrator or the Abomb. Um, it's actually worse for Sky. This guy bought a freaking Rampager. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> quietly worse. It's, it's funny because, like you said, you normally see the Desecrator, the Abominant, and the Rampager. Mm. Either of those are like, they're still bad, but not nearly as bad. Rampager's yeah. like, well, that's uh, the worst one for me. <laughs> that is it's like, I, it could, one, have like so. tw- could have like 21 attacks when it, gets, yeah. when it makes combat. Like, it's kind of nuts, and you still get in the rerolls against it and crap. At least I, I believe that's that's what he's got. Um, so yeah, I actually I'm tipping. I want I want our boy Skyri to win. Like, please, Ridvan, do it for your peeps. Uh, but I'm worried. I think he might be going down round one. Ah, he's fine. It's Skyri. <laughs> got it. All right. So you're going for your boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Skyri, but I think the 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 Knights might win. All right. What is the last of our matchups to unpack? The last of the matches, we have Danny Porter from Team Poland and his Gene Stealer called Yeah versus yeah, Nicholas Goose and his Harlequins. So, guess who I'm rooting for? I'm sorry, but uh, who would have thought? Sorry, thought? sorry, Nicholas, but, but I mean, you're against Gene Stealer called. And Danny I'm Porter not- is the only Gene Stealer Cult player in this event. <laughs> That's why he's on here, mate. You want to be unique? You want to be a slow flake? We will reward you. That's right. Um, you get rewarded. On this show. And this, but, is, and this is the list he's bringing too. Oh, you got something you want to say? This is the kind of matchup I love to stream. 
This is a yeah. streamer's delight. Because this yeah. matchup will just have crazy stuff happening all game, nonstop action, trading pieces, big plays. Who made the one who got the one percenters to go their way? Like yep. it's good. It's such a GSC versus Harley's is like the dream matchup of, of fun and enjoyment and jank and interaction. I can I can tell you firsthand, it is one of my two favorite matchups to play as GSC. The other one's sister. I break, like playing break it down. Sisters. What's so, on the GSC list? The GSC list is Twisted Helix. Like, you know, I can tell you right now, there's already going to be there's 30 pure strings in here for sure. So there's a Patriarch, Magus, 4x10 Acolytes. It's all a uh, single battalion. 4x10 Acolytes, 5 Acolytes, five 6 Hybrid Metamorphs, 3x10 pure strains, a Nexus, 3 Ridge Runners, 2x3 Jackals, 3 Goliath Trucks. How does, this come, how does this come at you? It's got 3 pure strains or um, 2 pure strains in the Metamorphs in the trucks, I'm assuming, yeah? Uh, so... Usually you'll have the pure strains. The two two pure strains will be in trucks, probably. Maybe, maybe one. But it's it's going to be like the, the trucks in the list like this are going to be used as shotguns because he has so many melee threats. He'll have either pure strain, like a pure strain in one, Aqualite in another one. Once they launch out, they are refilled by ones behind, so that yeah. they're going to be ready yeah. to go the next round. So they, they, that's what I mean by the Goliath shotguns. That's it's just slingshotting melee threats as you need them behind cover wherever you're safe. I'm assuming one of the Oculate squads probably has uh, Trap Sprung, the three so charge. Three of three of the ten mans have all flamers. One Even of the better. ten mans, one of the ten mans is kitted for for bear, kitted with the source, and then the five mans just a five man. So the three tens are there to harass your backfield and flip your objectives on you. So um, the three by ten Oculus with flamers put. A huge advantage in his hand against these Harlequins. Against Harlequins, I agree. Oh my god! I totally agree. <laughs> as like as soon as you get exposed, those hand flavors kill boats. Like yep. they just kill boats. Easily. Absolutely Easily. waste them. It's yeah. uh, it's actually scary with with the, the amount of damage they can do with those kind of boats. So, I real, I really like this list. This is a very yep. tuned. I believe this is. I, I please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this is the same list as the one he's taking for the teams. Although it might be incorrect. Um, but this is a very good teams list as well because yeah. it is a. Uh, you can't be aggressive into me. This is this is a uh, this is how you blunt um, the way Blood Angels want to play, the way Sisters want to play, some Necrons as well. You put this like I've got three waves of brutality. If you want to come into the mm -hmm. middle of the board and try and get your hundred points, I will smash you back again and again and again and again. Um, and I like it a lot. I think it's great. Oh yeah, it's it's a fantastic. It's 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 a great twist of helix. It's exactly what you want to. You have everything you need to fight pretty much anything. It is an all commerce yep. list, really. It really is. So um, apparently, we're getting told by a Facebook user the three by ten flame acolytes will ride in the trucks because they can shoot out of the trucks. They yeah. can shoot out of the trucks. There you go. So cool. Doing drive they bys. Do yeah, doing drive bys. Um, let's break down the um, uh, Harlequins list. This is a very conventional singles list. Um, his name's Nicholas uh, Guse, uh, double O double S. Not sure how that's pronounced. Um, another gentleman who I couldn't find their name in the teams list, so it could just be a local legend as well. He's playing light Sadeth Harlequins. He's got a battalion. Um, troop master, shadow seer, three by five troop, je death jester, solitaire, five sky weavers, three two one void weavers for a total of six, and then three star weavers to carry around the troop and the characters. Well, this there's is very the uh, differential that we saw that we were talking about earlier with the uh, Harlequin list. This is the kind of difference you can make with the void weavers. It's exactly right. Um, and if you want to compare this to the Harlequin list we pulled out before, where one of those is obviously super tuned. Uh, teams and this is obviously super tuned for uh singles it's like it's such a stark difference of like just spamming different units um 
The voids are going to have a bit of a field day here, I think. I think the voids are going to pop off. They can pop the trucks very reliably and the um, the ridge runners pretty well. Mind you, that's the ridge runners will have a say, right? The ridge runners, killing all three ridge runners in one go, even from six voids, isn't isn't guaranteed, right? No, it's not guaranteed. It's possible, but I mean, it also depends if they have the, the invuln in there. Maybe they maybe they roll a six up and get lucky sometimes. They have to get lucky with the shoot the shooting. Plus, he probably has the uh, from all angles on there, so they're not going to be on the board turn one. There's not going to get an option yeah. to shoot at them on yeah. turn one. And if he does, like they can Oof. fire and fade all game. Like they didn't get limited mm-hmm. to that. So I'm assuming they have from all angles to, to avoid that. So they're going to get the first shot off like every yeah. time. Yeah, and that's. Because they have the stubbers too, like those stubbers are actually going to do a lot of work into the Quinn. Dude, the stubbers are actually the stubbers and the flamers. Like they they look yeah. so bad in so many other matchups. In this one, they look they, they look great. Even the uh, auto cannons, the auto cannons on the trucks are actually scary in this. They're going to be great well, at killing star weavers. The sheer the sheer din of shuriken cannons is a bit of a concern. Like there is just a godload of shuriken yes. cannon shots coming from this army. Anything that can be seen that isn't in a transport will just instantly vape for the oh for sure. But that, the GSA, that's right? what GSC are used Ex- to, right? So- exactly. Um, yeah. So this is this is a list where I think the other list we talked about, the one with the nine boats and nine troop, would be better in this matchup. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because they have the same, essentially, even more shuriken cannon shots to pick up everything that comes out of a boat or comes out of the, the deployment zone for the GSC. But they've just got nine freaking trading units every time, yeah. and every one of their units picks up any one of the the GSC units, just like the GSC units pick up any one of the Harlequin units. So then yeah. it becomes a beautiful cat and mouse of. Which, which, like, like we said, which one percenter who made more four ups when they shouldn't have had like one or two troop left that kill most of an acolyte squad instead of dying and, and not being able to attack that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah, exactly. In this matchup, unfortunately, because of the way this list is built, it's a great list against GSC. Those void weavers, I think, are going to be more of a liability than liability uh, than, yep. than benefit for them. And yep. once once those troops and star weavers are gone, game is going to start swinging pretty heavily to uh, Danny's favor. Mm. I, I yeah, hundred percent. And if you guys do not know, Team Poland, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep saying this. There's, <laughs> some, bu- there's some beautiful stories about uh, like European dynasty teams. Yeah. Team Poland is the most successful WTC team. The, the most the most successful. Stro- technically, if you are grading WTC podiums as who is the best 40k nation in the world, Poland is number one in the world. Yeah. They have got more podiums and more WTC wins than any other country. So. Danny is going to be an absolute monster. Yeah, so to, uh, to put it in perspective, it's going to be a good player. Like I remember, actually, my last WTC I went to, we got to play against Team Poland. It, is, it remains the best competitive game I've ever played at 40K. Like They are solid players. They're really good. They're um, really good. On that note, I think we're both going for the GSC in this matchup. We're going to transition over to our palate cleanser. The crunchy bits are over, as Paul would say. And the we're going to, we're going to end, end, end on our five minutes of silliness, as we all want to do. Somebody, we don't know who it is, has sent in a bunch of questions. We don't know what they are. The lovely, our lovely producer, <laughs> Tech Priest Dickey, is going to join us with his Angel Lansbury's best impression to read out to read out these questions for us. And we have one minute to answer. Bonus points if you have a voice modulator for it. I don't. uh, That's the one thing I don't have over here. How is FLG not invested in that? Like, it's it's (laughs) such a trope of our shows, the Angel Lansbury. Uh, I'm going to give you one minute, though. I think that's fair, yes? There's only two of us. Yeah, Yeah. there's only two of us. That's fair. Uh, All right. First question. Blown by the Angel. Uh, Preferred weapon for a zombie apocalypse. 
I'll give you one million one ranged. Okay, that, that makes it easier then, because I was going to say, I was yeah. thinking like I'd probably it's prefer a melee, so I don't need to worry about ammo, but if I get one of each, then... Yeah, if okay. you get one of each, like, because obviously it's just going to be like uh, a machine gun with like unlimited ammo, right? Is is the, yeah. the auto best freaking <laughs> well, okay. option? Unlimited ammo. Like, it's, it's, yeah, this is supposed to be real life zombie apocalypse. Yeah, so real machine life. gun with as many clips as you'll give me, and then a uh, a freaking baseball bat with nails on it. Not the barbed wire. <laughs> nah, nah, that's that's, that's it's it been there, done that. You know? so I feel like I feel like nails <laughs> get stuck. The barbed wire just gonna kind of rip it off. What's yours? Fifteen seconds. I like a machete for close combat. Nice. For range, I would want something a little bit more reliable to kill things. So I think a machine gun have to be a little more accurate. So maybe flamethrower. Nice. Like, was a good choice. Cook your dinner with that too. Yeah. True. Right. Uh, what common store slash location are you barricading yourself in? Um, I don't know if you are familiar with Australian schools, but <laughs> many of them have very high fences, and I'd be going straight for my local school, um, who, funnily enough, put up the fences after some crazy stuff I did when I was there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, longer oh. That's longer than oh. a minute. That's... I bet. Yeah. I think for me, it'd be uh, one of the local universities, because they have everything you would need in there to survive while you're barricaded in there and they still have a good defensible position. Hmm. Nice. That makes sense. Probably, probably Waterloo because they got a really good uh, science labs there. Have a, have a, you're going to create a cure? I will create a cure! <laughs> but really, I'll probably, just, I'll probably just make some good, delicious food or something. Oh, really. there you go. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get so best zombie game, movie, show, book. Game for me is Silent Hill, because it scared the absolute crap out of me as like a an early teen kid. A terrifying, really good. Okay. Game for me is uh, Left for Dead. Nice, it's a good Those choice. I was gonna I was gonna say Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm surprised Resident neither of us said Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil's yeah. there, but I I just Left for Dead. I just I I replay the hell out of left for dead resident okay. evil i don't replay i loved it and i played it but i didn't replay. we got we got to get through got okay, to go the best oh uh, i don't know they're all kind of been done um it's hard actually zombie land bill murray uh absolutely yeah sorry zombie land yeah 100 phenomenal <laughs> that was really good that was a great one i like that one because they made fun of zombie movies while being a zombie movie. i like that ironically uh, your next question. <laughs> What's your Zombieland surviving? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Adam, if you have one. Uh, traps, 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 traps. Don't don't need to shoot. Don't need to fight if you got traps. Make loads of traps. Traps everywhere. Traps all the time. Your whole house and entire vicinity should be like Macaulay Culkin, but with deadly effect. Home Alone, baby, but worldwide. Be good at digging. Be good at digging, huh? If you can dig a hole, you can survive a zombie apocalypse. There's my Adam's 101. Uh, always close your door when you sleep and never sleep with somebody. 
That's, that's, that's the saddest that's survival Ce- Celibacy. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't think you couldn't Dustin's do other things. The day. Do not become sleep celibate and wake up because if they die in the middle of the night, you're gonna woke Just up. Taking eating. A, <laughs> I'm taking a piss. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Warhammer character best suited zombie killer. Angron feels like it's like his best day. Our best day on Earth. I was gonna say Karn. Yeah, he's like, this is great. Woo! Like skipping yeah, through like, the fields is, of zombies. Like, it wouldn't. It would be a. Wouldn't be a different day for them, but okay. it would be okay. You have so much time left. Yeah. Now rules wise, best rules. Okay. But so somebody who's just got an ungodly amount of attacks. Well, so pr- it's, it's probably a knight, right? It's probably like a melee knight. Uh Punisher Lehman Russ. Oof, that's a good call. Yeah. Oh, with one better, um, the vulture. Because you don't have to worry oh, about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you have but to the, just stay in the air. That's not the vulture. Strafe. Oh, what's Fire the called? No, Fire Raptor two. But that's a... what the hell is it? Yeah, vulture okay, gunship. The vulture. Vulture. <laughs> no, but I'm going on. Okay. Somebody right, tell so me what it is in chat. You have to pick one, and I need to read five zombies by going alone. Forming a small tactical team or large map. I like company, so I'm probably I'd probably go commune, but I think the second option is the best one. Yeah, what I'd want to do is a commune. What I would do is all tactical. Yeah, solo is a bad. It's a bad. You're just asking for solo. You just, you're dead. You're just, yeah, you're dead, or you or somebody else is coming by and taking all your stuff. Yeah, this is just, you can't do. In any kind of zombie apocalypse, if you're alone, well, you're gonna go crazy eventually. You're as gonna well. go, you so will go crazy. Gonna, it's yeah. not gonna end up well. You, you, yeah. Even if you do survive, you will end up just. I don't want it. Right. Falling yeah. in one of your own holes, which falling you in one of your own. Well, you're all the traps you're that you made, you're not holes. gonna remember where all your traps are, and That's you're right. gonna fall into one of them, and you're just gonna become <laughs> a zombie. Anyway. And you did it to yourself. <laughs> uh, Have a good uh, weekend, boys. That is the end of our show. Thank you very much for everybody in the chat. You've all been amazing. Thank you very much for Angela Lansbury for showing up and carrying the one-hour oh. program for us. Uh, we couldn't have done it without her. Um, Dustin, anything you want to say before we check out? What factions winning is winning the GT? Obviously, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, no. Sisters. Well, it's obvious. It's obviously sisters because there's twenty sisters. freaking three it's of them, sisters. right? It's- Sisters yeah. are probably going to win that. They just have the tools to do it. If it's not sisters, it's going to be Necrons. But I'm saying sisters because they have a higher number, and I've seen a lot yeah. of players in the two. So it's probably going to be sisters, but good luck, everybody, at the WTC Singles event. We will be talking about the team event mm-hmm. next week. All next week. I'll be there. Ooh. I'll be streaming from there on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the day before we, I start playing games at the event. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So Love you all. Thank you for all the amazing support in chat. You guys are legends of the community. Couldn't do it without you. You guys are literally the fourth presenter or third when Angela's, you know, being giving us a silent treatment. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Dickie, as well. Dustin. Good night, mate. Good night. See you all next week.